Okay, I think we're recording. Um, I'm here with uh, Manny Arthur, who is the founder of BCN, the Black Cycling Network, um, and he's an avid cyclist. So, Manny, why don't you tell us a, a bit about yourself and, you know, where, where, you, where you come from and how you got into cycling? Thank you, James. I mean, that's a really broad um, start to this. I mean, um, I, as you said, I'm, I'm fan of um, the Black Cyclist Network. Um, I am a Londoner. I've lived in London pretty much my whole life. Um, I sort of got into cycling uh, pretty much like most people through commuting. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, and then you know from that from that on I sort of you know started commuting and started enjoying it um I used to play a lot of football back in the day um and so it went from commuting playing football then I sort of realized along you know somewhere along the way that I couldn't really mix the two so then I sort of gave up the football and just actually just started you know doing my cycling because I just loved cycling so much mm. um but yeah, that's how I got into cycling. But in terms of like the actual sort of origin story, I got into cycling proper, um, I think, well, I started cycling in 2009, but I got into it proper in 2011 uh, because um, a couple of friends of I, um, friends of mine, um, decided to do a ride from London to Copenhagen. Um, to raise money for, for um, two children's charities, um, Help the Hospices and Rathbone. Mm -hmm. They do a great job um, for, for you know, children in care and um, children who are temporarily ill, that sort of stuff. And we ended up raising two grand um, you know, for, for both charities, which is fantastic. But I think the, the key thing that I learned from that experience, so what we did, so literally, like, we, we initially met, we met up, like, in um, Maribone, right? Mm. And... We sat down and we sort of mapped it up. There's like four of us. We're like, okay, day one, this is what we're going to do. So the plan was like, you ride 100 miles. Um, so day one, we rode from London to um, Dover. Mm -hmm. And then we caught the ferry from Dunkirk. Um, so from Dover to Dunkirk. And sure. then we still about like a youth hostel. Mm -hmm. And the next day, we carry on like another 100 miles. And the idea was to arrive at the World Championships in Copenhagen in Denmark. Um, a really interesting thing because when I was at the African Games, mm. one of the folks said that he was um, in Copenhagen for the World Championships. One of the riders that actually competed for the African Games, mm. and I told him this story, and it's like, oh wow. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, it was, um, yeah. So it's really interesting. So um, after I remember just riding through these beautiful like Dutch villages, right? Yeah. With the nice little cycle paths going through, with, we had the panniers on the back and everything, right? So I had the panniers of all my stuffing, and this is how like how new I was, so like how much lack of knowledge I had in cycling. That I was wearing my bib shorts, right? I had um, I would wear boxer shorts under my bib shorts, right? Which is a no-no. So I had boxer shorts on um, under my chamois, and on top of that, you know the the straps, yeah, yeah, the braces, you know, like I don't know what's the yeah, term for that? Is it the, the, the bibs, yeah, the bibs, like yeah. you, you know, you sling it around your shoulders, right, to keep everything in, in place. And literally, I, I, there's a picture of me, right, where it's like the braces are literally hanging out, 
because I have no oh, idea yeah. what I was doing, with, like what they were there for. So I just went looked a bit silly, and so you see, and it's like it's not because I'm trying to be cool or anything like that. It's just because I had no, no idea what they were. So yeah, so I literally do all these rides, and then I remember when finally we reached um, um, Copenhagen. It was amazing over there. Everyone's cycle was really beautiful, but that whole journey was just amazing. Um, and when I when I when I think we reached there, I was just like. I, I literally lost so much weight like it's just yeah. like, I was just not used to, I was not prepared for it it's absolutely shock to the system and I remember getting back into London it's like I'm never going to ride a bike again <laughs> and I did it for like three or four months Yeah. and then after a while I started missing that sort of long distance you know that riding through the countryside so then I sort of you know picked it up again and started riding um, and then I looked for a club um, joined Finsbury Park um, cycling club and then yeah 2014 started racing mm. and then took it from there yeah so interesting to when you joined the Finsbury Park Cycling Club were you the only black guy riding like did you yeah you're you've started this black cycling network and we'll come to that but yeah. at the time when you were starting starting to get more involved with cycling as a hobby mm -hmm. as a sport did you feel like was it very apparent that you're a minority i did i did um so my like so one the first when i actually when i got into it so mm. i approached one one of the first club that i sort of approached right asked me to join them for for a ride well, basically, yeah, they told me, oh, you know, come meet us and, you know, um, and we go for a ride on a Sunday or something like that. So I was like, okay, cool. And I went and met them on a ride. Um, and wow, so did a whole ride with them. But all the way through the ride, I remember just speaking to, like, the road captain. Mm. And he kept insinuating to me, oh, you know, um, we're like a racing club. He kept saying that to me, like, all the way through throughout the ride. And I was mm. just like... Yeah, I know, I know, I get that. And it's just like, it is, uh, you know, some of the lads are racing, like, you know, tomorrow. Yeah. And I was like, okay, yeah, I know I'm a bit of a noob. Like, I'm new to this, but yeah, I mean, you know, I can, I can, I can aspire to be like yeah, that. So, yeah. so I was just like, I, I was just like, I was completely stoked. I was like, yeah, you know, I can't wait to, you know, become you know, a member of a club and just be a part of the whole thing. Yeah. Anyway, long story short. So after the ride, we get to a cafe and we're sitting down and then we saw this black guy just ride along the street yeah and then the guy said to me oh maybe you'd be better off like this not verbatim but i saw something along the lines of maybe you'd be better off like riding with that guy and then it sort of hit me and like i had like a little bit of a sort of panic awkward grin like mm. and just laughed <laughs> it off and then it just dawned on to me and I just felt so stupid that like throughout that whole ride because I was so enthusiastic every time he kept saying to me making that suggestion like we're a racing club I, that it never occurred to me that he's telling me dude like you know this isn't for you yeah but it was more like fair enough like I can understand if you're you know saying you know we don't really have the time to nurture a new rider mm. and, uh, you know at, at our club that's cool like i can understand that but with that same token like i was seeing riders that were like clearly non-racist that were also part of the club yeah and that was also part of the, the, the that particular club ride that, that i was doing so mm. 
So it was really, then it sort of dawned on onto me and I sort of laughed it off and then I remember just going home, I was just a little bit down and sort of a bit angry at my, myself for being so fucking naive, excuse yeah. my French. No, no, <laughs> So, um, and then, you know, after that, I literally, that almost sort of, you know, down my spirits and I, you know, dampened my spirit, my enthusiasm for cycling. But, um, and I didn't actually, um, try and get into another club until one day I was you know riding to work um, at this time I'm sort of chasing KOMs as most people do like mm-hmm. a little 10 seconds here 20 seconds here I'm like yeah god this KOM is absolutely useless like yeah but it's hard it's good fun yeah, I guess it's, it's, the yeah. kind of efforts I was doing it's like you know 30 second effort yeah but you know to, to be you know but then later on you find out that these 30 second effort in you can like in order to actually be a serious hitter, you could you should be putting out five minutes of these thirty second yeah. efforts, you know. But it, I didn't actually know any better, so I'm still riding around chasing Kerem. So on my commute to work, um, a legend from Finsbury Pass Cycling Club, Gray Tunnock. He's just such an amazing guy. He's one of the most humble, humblest guys you could ever meet. Sure. Um, and it's just an absolute legend all around. Still mm. kicking ass to this day. You know, he's done everything you can think of. Won every, like, yeah. You know, you go to a club and it's like, there's always that club legend. Yeah. That was Gray. And Gray would ride, he, so he's, he catches up to me and like, we get stopped by some traffic lights at Westminster, right? Gray is on this like, beaten up mountain bike that he literally just commutes on and sure. he had this fizzy part jilly on and he was like you know hey you know he was like you started talking so hey, you know he, he asked me invited me to come in you know um join a fizzy part club ride and i was like all right so um you know for him i went and joined fizzy park we started you know did our first ride um fizzy park like most other clubs like just at the time we're talking about 2013 just didn't really see that many, you know, um, uh, black riders about, or, mm. you know, ethnic minority riders, definitely didn't really see much. But when I got to Finsley Park, there was a tall guy called Ant- Anthony Jarrett, AJ, who's like 6'5". Yeah, yeah he's a great, yeah. Um, he, he was, you know, aspiring to become, you know, try and take it to elite, you know, level or whatever you want to call it, um, to the highest level you possibly can. So he was more like advanced than me when it comes to sport and knowing mm-hmm. what to do and stuff like that but AJ was the only one around um David Andrews was also another rider um a rider but he, um he wasn't around at that time so it's AJ was like the only one so that I saw that was you know a person of color in that sense so um it was just pretty much AJ and me we were the only sort of you know black guys at the club at the time but I never felt like you know, like the my my complexion never really mattered to me. Like I, I the it was complete contrast when I was there. Cause I I don't know maybe the the other club that I was you know I talked about maybe things have changed since then. But or maybe it's just that one you know one oh, person. Because yeah. to be honest, it was that one person I was interacting with, and it wasn't like you know. A systemic thing sure but it makes you it yeah. changes completely yeah. how you feel about yeah. the whole involvement setup, whole exactly. setup. yeah so it depends on who you sort of you know how you know who you interact with so um in this like physical part literally everyone was very warm and i just got that sense straight away that you know it's a really warm and welcoming club um although they 
a lot of them, like, you know, um, went into the time trials. Mm. So it's only, like, a, a small, very few of us that you, that were sort of, you know, interested in racing and stuff like that. But everyone else was really into the time trials. And the other thing about it is that, um, even though it's really welcoming on a Sunday, once you break away from that Sunday, you know, club ride, there wasn't really much conversation going on. There wasn't a lot of social so, scene yeah, there was apart no, from the ride. Yeah, so there, I didn't really have any sort of, you know, um, any channel to, to go to for like, you know, questions and oh, tips and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah so. Or just I, meet up socially. Yeah, right, socially, yeah. yeah, outside that Sunday club ride. So a lot of the time I spent still making the same mistakes. And I was like, I didn't really know whether to bother Gray or not sometimes because he's just like, you know, yeah, he was so far, like, in terms of, like, he was so advanced and what he was doing. He's like, you know, cut one elite sort of, you know, license holder. Yeah, so, yeah. But generally, just Fizzy Power is just an amazing club and I'm still, you know, riding with them to this day. Mm. But, yeah, when, around that time, 2013, 14, just wasn't not many, you know, like, faces around. Mm. And did you... Sounds like you had a bad experience at one club, but did you find that being a person of colour, getting into the sport was, was there anything else that made it more challenging? Or do you think a lot of it was maybe subconscious or psychological, kind of just the fact that you were an outlier in the fact that you were cycling? I was very aware at the time, like, you know, from, like, football, for example, Mm. like, when you come... I came from a footballing background where it's like it's so multicultural and diverse. Even though football has its racism problem, it's so diverse and multicultural. Like you look at it, especially in the Premier League and like in 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 England and the UK, it's just like every football team has you know really strong representative of you know um, people from different backgrounds, people of color, like you know black, white, Asian. Mm. Well, you know so. It just feels like a more inclusive thing, True. right? Um, subconsciously, because you see those images, it gives you that in- inclusive, you know, um, perception. So there's less of an obstacle yeah. um, when you're sort of trying to contact clubs or trying to establish connections. Whereas with cycling, because you know, just didn't see that many black faces. Yeah, you turn on the Tour de France. Yeah, you turn, it was just like just yeah, see it, your white faces. Pretty much. So to me, it's like making that contacts just feels like it's like trying to contact a golf club yeah and that's just how it felt to me to, you know to some degree um so that that was the the, the only subconscious sort of um hurdle. Of hurdle but in terms of like experience wise like you know if for me because i was quite kind of like proactive and i was like you know what i, I you're a very I like, confident guy I, I like this sport like, yeah yeah I just, yeah i was just in love and i just wanted to to understand you know as much as possible but you know so i went for it and it's like yeah yeah so i went for it whereas you know there are people out there for example i know a lot of people that have you know joined bcn and they've said to me oh you know like i've been riding for like longer than you know for, for decades right but I've never joined my local club mm. because I just didn't think I belonged or fit. And it's like, oh, you know, I don't mind riding like 20 miles to come ride with BCN on a Saturday. Wow. Because, you know, and, and that's the thing. And so many people have come to me and that's said it's a very similar yeah. thing. Or others have said, oh, you know, I know my, you know, I, I would, and I've asked other people, I said, well, you know, why are you not with your local club? And they've been like, oh, well, you know, um, 
I don't really want to be the token black guy in my local club. Mm-hmm. And and so, like, and I was like, okay, fair enough, I can understand that. But one of the things I try to do is I try and encourage people to, you know, be part of their local club because it's no... So they, they can sort of, you know, be there and support other riders. Of yeah, if you're yeah, not the token yeah, black guy at the club, then the another black guy is not going to join is it yeah exactly so that that's the thing but i think you know it's to do with confidence sometimes you know mm. whereas i had the confidence to go into a club and just be like i'm not sure if i'm probably going to be your token black guy but i don't mind like you know like it's whereas some people you know do not may not find that like appealing to them mm. like it's not it's not an appealing thing from like you know like might be thinking about that more consciously than yeah. say someone like me it was just like i'm used to you know being in like that environment like mm. in a you know football dressing room having banter with people mm. connecting with people um so going out and speaking to people it's not really an issue no whereas for some people that sort of thing you know it's in the back of their mind and so that sort of de- you know um, deters them yeah and so one of the things you know one of the things that a bcn one of the really good things about bcn is that when people come to us you know, the people that have come to us with that same issue, mm. you know, that lack of confidence or whatever, or not wanting to be, you know, and they come to us and it's like, okay, you know, we can work on this and that. So in, by, you know, in the next three, four months, you know, hopefully by that time, we've got, you know, um, a group chat, we are constantly talking with each other. You can ask any questions, we can help develop you and build you to that point where it's like, you know what? you feel you've got the confidence, you know, whether you think, because that's the other thing, it's just like people sometimes don't go and join the local clubs because they feel like if they go, they're, they're going to be exposed, like their lack of knowledge or lack of, if, especially if they need to sport, mm. lack of knowledge about cycling or, you know, of the etiquette and stuff like that, it's going to be exposed and they're worried that because they're talking black, per- like they're, they're the only black person or, you know, person from um, a minority ethnic background that's gonna you know that's gonna be highlighted mm. and so that will make that that makes them uncomfortable mm. you know puts them out of their comfort zone but if they come to us we can sort of develop them and build them to the point where it's like they grow in that confidence where it's like they know how to do a group ride you know they know how to they don't understand the etiquette now so they can just go in there with a bit more confidence like yeah you know what i know this thing i know what to expect if someone's if a white guy in a cycling club's yeah. telling you something He's probably just going to be giving you advice. He's not just talking you down. And mm-hmm. when you uh, join at the start, you're not sure which is which. Yeah, it's because there was a really interesting thing we talked yeah. about before, which is like perception. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, well, I think you know the conversation we we had. Why don't you like tell me a little bit about that? Because yeah. I think that's partly one of the reasons you started BCN yeah. in the first place. So um, I remember when we were in Switzerland, um, in our training camp, we, we had a little chat, uh, me, you, James Connell, had a chat about sort of, you know, the, the sort of like the experience. I think this came out in like the, the diversity report that we produced, um, that I produced um, along with um, um, Andy Edwards and some of the other black cyclists um, that sort of looked at the issue of sort of lack of diversity in cycling and how what we can do um, as local clubs to try and you know change that and you know try and improve that and I think one of the key things we talked about was so um, we talked about we, we discussed the idea of uh, perception and how that plays a very important role in um, in people like you know 
Trust it. I say black and minority ethnic um, groups joining cycling. So, um, BAME, uh, people from BAME backgrounds or um, joining cycling. And the perception pretty much is that, that for example, um, waffling on a bit. Um, best way to put it is that it's. Um, so, um, through the diversity report, one of the things I learned from speaking to some of the um, female uh, members of BCN mm. was that their sort of their introduction to cycling like their perception that that they had from joining a cycling club their experience is slightly different from my experience as a male mm. and i think it, it, it also works when we, talk, when we talk about race or ethnicity right so one of the key issues is one female members brought this up and she said you know when i go to my cycling club you know, whenever I'm around Regent's Park, for example, and I'm riding around, yeah. you know, I always get people that, you know, guys come up to me and be like, oh, your, your seat post is too low or, you know, you need to have longer stem or, you, you know, you're not, your cadence is too slow, like, you know, yeah. and you need to, you know, 90 RPM. And it's like, all great, like, they, they're, 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 just, trying they're to just trying to help. And she, she completely understood that, right? But she said initially when, you know, like, she went and joined the club, and it's like, you're getting all these tips from people, right? Mm. You know, Andy comes along, David comes along, Steve comes along, and, mm. and like, you know, giving all these coaching advice, right? But all that's doing is, is pointing out all your flaws. So, mm. we talked about having that confidence earlier on, right? And and they think they're helping you, but you already feel like you're, you're you know, you're alienated yeah. this, like, in this particular field, because like, you don't see anyone that looks like you. You're, you know, you're by yourself in this zone, right? So, mm. you're already thinking, gosh, like, I've got a lot to make up or like, you know, I don't belong. I don't fit into this particular field, right? And you're yeah. trying to fit into it. And then on top of that, you're getting all these advice and tips, right? That these people think, you know... Are just they're, kind of pointing out other ways you don't fit in. Yeah, like, they're just pointing out... Yeah. You're, you're, like, yeah. You're, you know, they're not saying... They're not being frank and saying you're the only, like, black guy in re- yeah. round, riding around here. Yeah. They're just saying... Oh, you're the, you know, your seat post is, you're the only guy with a seat post that low. Yeah, but, but you're internalising like, yeah. it, like, because, because you're, you're an outsider, like, you, you stand out, you're taking, like, you're taking those advice in a sort of negative way. Sure. Even though that's not, you it, know. It, it becomes almost, like, this, like, inundation of advice becomes almost aggressive as opposed to helpful or, yeah, like, yeah. you, you, pers- you don't think they're trying to help you. They think yeah. they're trying to talk you down. Yeah. Or, or, or even if you don't think they're trying to talk you down, right? You leave that space, right? So afterwards, you go home, you leave that space, right? And all you probably might be thinking about once, you know, you get home is, oh my God, but my cadence is really bad. Like, mm. all, you, all you just think about all these flaws that people point out to you, you know? Um, and the fact that you're so, you know, you, um, the... The fact that you also don't you you think you don't fit mm. also makes it even worse because you've had all these people point out all these different faults mm. um, with with you and the way you're cycling or whatever, and it's like okay, fair enough, right? But on top of that, because you don't fit in, it just makes it it creates a massive like issue for you where it's like you're thinking, ah, oh, you know what? Should I go back there again? Because like you know, last week everyone, all of them just pointed out the fact that. I, you know, I don't belong here, or yeah. like it wasn't. That's not what they're trying to say, but, but that's that's it's how easy you contextualize it. it. Yeah, like you see yeah. what I mean. Whereas if if I'm like if I'm a a black guy in an all black group, or like you know if you're a white white guy in an all white group, right, and you go there and the club captain says, oh, you know what, 
your um, seat, you know, um, your your cadence is too low. You need to, or like you know, your 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 setup is too. Or you're wearing bib. Yeah, you're wearing bib tights, tights, man. Yeah. you need to pull them up. Yeah, yeah. Be, because you got you get an advice from people that look like you. You you be more um you know you be more willing to interpret to interpret that in a more positive way. Yeah, like, oh, oh thanks, mate. I wonder what these are yeah, for. Yeah, yeah, because <laughs> exactly. You're like oh you know so you'd say it like without necessarily putting negative connotations to it. Mm. So you just be like oh man, Steve, like talk. you might still be pissed off yeah. when you get home. You're just like oh my god, I've got all of this that I need to do yeah. in order to be like Steve or to be like Darren or to be like Maggie or to be like mm. you know Jessica. But the thing is, now it's not. You're not seeing it as as a as an objective that you can't achieve. Yeah. You're seeing it because the people that have been telling you this and been been giving you the same advice look like you. You you can see a pathway towards that. So you're like, oh, Steve is so pro. He's like cat one. Yeah. He's giving me all this. I told me all of these things that are wrong with me. But you know what? It's come from Steve. I, he looks like me. He's I, I can see that progression. Yeah. I can close that gap. Yeah. Whereas if you don't look like if you're black or you're you know you're a woman you know black woman in the you know all white sport or whatever, and you get that advice, you instead of be thinking about it that way, you you'll probably be more likely to interpret that as. Oh, I'm maybe. further away from ever getting to being what he is and fitting in like he does. Exactly. And you wouldn't be like, you wouldn't take the happy-go-lucky approach that I did when I first joined Cycling Club. The guy was telling me, oh, you know, we're, we're, you know, we're, we're racing club. We're racing club. <laughs> great. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was still going, yeah, great. You're yeah. a racing club. I could do this. I could do this. You know? Yeah, yeah. And, and that's the same logic. You see what I mean? Where it's like, I was so completely enthusiastic mm. and then in the end I actually ended up blaming myself instead of blaming them. Mm. You see that mentality yeah, yeah, there, it's yeah. like, and that's the thing, some people, you know, if I was, um, if I had, what's the term? Lil Wayne always says this, oh. <laughs> you must be like critically minded, right? Okay, or yeah. I was a bit more, um, what's the word, suspicious. Yeah. Then, like, as soon as he said that, I'd have been like, Alright, oh, I get what you say. Yeah. You see what I mean? Is it because I'm black? Yeah, or, or, yeah, like, what do you mean? Because like, I'm, then I'm like, critically sort of analysing everything. Mm. And it's like, if, if, if you stand out, it doesn't matter what circle you are. If you're white and you come and join the Black Cyclist Network, right? right, And you're thinking, I, I stand out, right? You're naturally going to be thinking more critically minded. Mm. You see what I mean? Yeah. And so... Any advice that comes through from me to you, I've got to be, kept, I've got to make sure that I take that extra care with you, because otherwise you might see, you might not see it as you know, as the obvious, you, you know, as another black person would see it. Yeah. Because you, you see yeah, what I mean, yeah, and, and sure. that's that's very much how that perception works. Mm -hmm. I hope that makes sense too. Yeah, yeah, no, really interesting. To I'm glad we yeah. went over it again. But yeah. I would like to just get into. We've been talking about dropped it a few times. So the Black Cycling Network. What is it, and how, what made you start it, and how did it come about? So there's a lot to lots to get, lots talk a lot about, to digest and talk about. Um, so the Black Cyclist Network is pretty much um, we've got. Um, how can I say this? We we've got like two objectives, right? One is to connect people of colour, sure, in cycling. Um, within London initially, and then we see if we can expand, you know, uh, nationwide. And the second thing is to um, create pathways for people of colour who want to 
you know, take up cycling. As I, I say people of colour, because, you know, I just can't help it sometimes. Yeah. Um, you know, I say, you know, um, BAME, um, people from BAME backgrounds. So, it, it's not just, okay, I say people of colour, but it, we are quite inclusive. So, you don't have to be black. Or you know, uh, sure. be from an ethnic minority background to become a member of Black Cycles. We've got white members, male, female. It doesn't matter because it's an inclusive project, right? But our main aim, the main focus, is on trying to bring more people, um, the minorities, yeah, bring more minorities into cycling. So that's where some people get that you know. So the name, the, we're black by name only, but in terms of what we're actually doing, um, we're trying to bring more people into cycling. Sure. And um, but the focus is on you know. Um, people from minority ethnic backgrounds. So first thing, connect, we're connecting people. And then second thing, is we, uh, the second objective is we're trying to create pathways in cycling for people of colour. Okay, yeah, that's, that's yeah. great. So what what made you start it? That's a, you know, it's, it's you've, you've highlighted yourself some yeah. of the, hurt, like a, a few of the hurdles you you encountered when you started cycling. Yeah. Uh, did Was that the... Was that, was that the sole reason you decided to, to set this up to help other people like that or um, yeah, what was there a trigger or was it yeah what made you what made I, you start I mean from from day one of us when I first started racing I turned up to um, to a race in Milton Keynes mm. and I was like the only black guy there and I almost got dropped in the first 30 seconds that's <laughs> <laughs> when I was like oh, you know it'd be great if there's more people that you look like me that were you know taking part in cycling but yeah. um, it's something that's sort of been it's sort of I've sort of been thinking about for a very long time, mm. um, but I just didn't know about I just didn't know how to go about you know um, implementing it, mm. and so um, last year um, I felt like I'd actually it, it, I, so I, I wanted to try and set this up like you know two three years back yeah but what it was is I did not quite have the connections and platform mm-hmm. to actually make it work. And I, I've spoken to a few people, um, a few friends who also had a similar idea. Um, so one person, uh, Mr. OG, um, should have had, he'd already set up a, a small little group, like very similar, mm-hmm. um, called Rough Riders Fellow. Um, at the time, I wasn't really aware of what, what he'd done, but he set up something quite similar. Um, but for me personally, um, it was... I just wanted to try and bring together, you know, um, all these, you know, uh, riders from um, Bami backgrounds, but I just didn't know how to go about it, mm. and I just didn't have the connections. So, um, once I think uh, just last year, I felt confident enough that I'd sort of, you know, developed and established enough network. of a connection yeah. and the network to try and make it happen. And um, what I mean by that is, you know, I've been racing for quite a while now since twenty fourteen. I've met, you know, various people. Um, from Bami backgrounds, as uh, from Bain backgrounds, um, who you know do the who are in the fixed gear crit scene, um, who also in you know race um, in the crits, road race, you name it, and through Strava and through you know f- through the you know meeting them in the race calendar and etc. And from you know meeting them in Regents Park, what have you, um, and Richmond Park and other places. And I felt like you know finally I just had you know a, a good. Starting point. starting point of friends to to try and make this project become a reality, um, and and the way it began pretty much simply was um, in um, I started to actually 
take an interest in the fixed gear scene, mm. scene. And then I started doing it and I started, you know, talk to people. And then the Instagram thing just became a bit, bit um, became a bit of a hit. Mm. People started connecting with me and I was like, okay, okay, it's, it's happening. You know, it's, you know, and so, um, October last year, I finally thought, okay, let's do this. So, um, I set up a WhatsApp group and then, you know, I said, I explained to, you know, all my sort of core friends at the time, I said, this is what I'm looking to do. I'm trying to, you know, create this network. Can we make it happen? Mm. And it was just a question of who do you know? And then slowly started from a group of sort of 12 or 15. We started suddenly bringing people in. Before we know, we knew we had like 40 people already wow. in the group chat. And I was like, and this group chat is pinging off all the time. It's yeah, like, yeah. oh my goodness, what's going on here? And and then from that, like, literally, yeah, we had like over 100 people. Like, wow. it was 100 people in a group chat, which is like, every day you get like 100 messages, which is crazy. But it's just lovely. Like, you know, there is, it's no ego zone. So, and... And the other thing as well is people, you know, every comment that's made, you know, there's rules to the group chat and stuff like that. But generally, it's like everyone assumes the best intentions of everyone else. So, you know, that's the other thing with like talking by text. You can't really see people's expressions and stuff like that. So even if people make make mistake or say something, people don't take offense because we take the best in intentions. Like it's really that sort of attitude in that group chat, which is amazing. We've got males, females, you name it, you know, white, black, all in there. Um, so it's a great mix. And that's the other thing as well, which is because that group chat is always pinging off, people have a hub to you know, where they can seek advice. And that's the other thing that we, I sort of lacked when I first started, you know, cycling. It's just I didn't have anyone to go to, so I made a whole yeah. heap of mistakes. And it was a bit, I guess, yeah. if you're um, a, a black guy, mm -hmm. it's going to be just that little bit harder. Like, if you're 50-50 about asking for advice, because yeah. sometimes it can be a little bit embarrassing or you just, you know, maybe a bit shy, so you don't feel like asking advice, especially if you're new in a, a circle of uh, sport or yeah. something. It's going to be, if you're an ethnic orator as well, it's going to be just that little bit extra thing you need not to bother asking or, yeah. you know, hold off. So it's it's really brilliant that you've been able to create that for a lot of people. Thank you. And yeah, yeah so what are the, you've got a regular riding group now. Yeah. Got regular rides every week and how, yeah, how's how's it progressing and how's it, how's it look for the future? Yeah, it's looking good. I mean, um, so we try and make it a regular thing. So it's like every Saturday morning at 8 a.m. we meet up and um, we ride, we do some um, laps around Regent's Park. So we ride for like an hour. And then afterwards we grab coffee and just have a chat. And if you're a new new member to the group, there's a chance for you to like, you know, we welcome you, chance for you to introduce yourself, tell, tell us your story and be surprised. Quite often everyone has shared a similar story and stuff mm. like that. Um, and so, yeah, every Saturday to every meetup, um, we are on, you know, Instagram and the Black Cyclists Network with an S, Black Cyclists Network. We're also on like um, Strava, Facebook, under the same name. Um, and the idea is just try and pull people in. So... Um, every day we always get new people that are coming in from, you know, some people come all the way from Luton. Wow. Others come from, you know, um, um, Hornchurch out, you know, in Essex and they'll ride here or some, some people drive, you know, to Regent's Park to come and ride with us. And m my whole thing behind it is 
I see it more as a network than a club, right? So the idea is because like it, because the network's a bit more flexible, so there is no membership fee or anything like that, um, and so people can come and go as loosely as they want. So there's no obligation. And then the the other thing about being a network is because we're a network, we can encourage more other our riders to have a second club. Yeah. Um. So I've got to, you know, I've got Finsley Park, and the, I also the, ride with the last thing you want is to, yeah. to make black or minority people feel like the only place they can cycle yeah, with you. Yeah, exactly, because that doesn't help anyone. No. So, um, you know, I encourage all our members to join their so um their local cycling clubs as as I do, um, and but for some some for riders, BCN is going to be like their main club. You mm. see what I mean? So, you know that we also want to. You know, have that open, that choice open to our members who want to, you know, who see who wants to use BCN as the the only club. That's also fair enough. Mm. Um, but yeah, um, so far it's good. And my plan behind it is, I want to try and give all our members, you know, um, a, a a myriad of like different cycling experiences, you know, and. So we and this really amazing. So we got riders from all that do all types of disciplines at at all levels. We got elite riders, mm. you know, who are racing the sort of pro circuit, you know, all the way down to you know people that literally just learn how to ride or just recently started riding, you know, a bicycle. So, um, which and then we also got people that do different disciplines. So track riders, mountain bikers, fixed fixed gear riders, and so the idea is to try and create give people that option to try and you know. Um, not necessarily we don't have the right now we do not have the sort of the capabilities to offer the different discipline choices to people um but we want to at least show like try and you know link them in with people sure. because of the if someone's interested in mountain biking yeah. point them in like show them someone who is yeah, and, who give, is and help yeah. them out and give them advice exactly role models yeah. mentors that can help them out and and that's in that sort of you know um in, in that sort of you know sense mm. and then also i want to try making fun so in future right now we're looking at one of the things we do is we've got these things called the bcn epic rides yeah so every like fourth week we do like a big ride you know out um to brighton um windsor um so our, our anniversary is actually coming up um on um, october 20th um, so we're gonna do a ride to to Windsor to mark the anniversary. You're you're actually the first person to know about this. The members that actually know about this. So I'm gonna be announcing that soon. So cool. we're gonna do that. But we just literally like all most of the cycling clubs. They literally will be like Sundays. They'll have their loop that they do. If they're based in Surrey, they'll have that Surrey loop. Mm. With us, you know, well a, a variation of that um, loop in that same place. With us, we're just trying to always, you know create new new routes new loops like really cool places that keep people go and keep it fresh so people can learn and that's why we call it the bcn epic so next year we're looking at you know doing a training camp wow. for the first time um we're looking at you know um heading out exploring different parts of like the uk as part of the bcn epic thing um so yeah that's the plan and um if we can uh, we, we look to try and spread our nationwide yeah yeah, no, it's it's brilliant. I feel like a <laughs> big success story, and I'd, I'd say I just want to say well done for your hard work because it's clearly paid off. And um, I guess there's still a lot of work to be done by the whole cycling community yeah. to improve its diversity. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
just ha like just having this yeah. as a starting point is 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 amazing, and I yeah. think that it's not too hard to find the BCN now online. Yeah, and if you are if you are interested in cycling and you are minority and you sort of are googling minority cycling group or you know black cycling type thing it, you you should be able to find your the group pretty easily so yeah. i think that it's the the, the first i think the, almost the next step is to be able to create cycling like be able to make cycling more appealing for people who aren't going to start looking it up on their own behalf you know if we can mm -hmm. get more minorities just riding around then yeah. they're going to be role models for young people or people are just going to think oh I could do that yeah. as opposed to yeah. oh it's just like golf it's just for middle aged rich white guys yeah you're spot on and that was like particularly the reason why I sort of like for marketing reasons the name was so important mm. so the name was not to try and be exclusive mm. the name the idea behind it and this is the thing so and literally so many people whenever they come to us are like how did you hear about us and what made you, you know, come join us? They're like, oh, you know, I've Googled you, like, you know, or I saw you guys on Instagram and I just thought, okay, that's pretty cool because the market is working because I, yeah. it, that, that's the objective, right? Um, just, just to give a plug, like, so for me, like, I've been cycling for like well over, like close to a decade, right? And I had not, like, ever heard about DeVere cycles. Mm. Or like old, you know, Brixton cycles. Yeah. To me, they were just like that's just any other club. If yeah. you see what I mean, no disrespect to them, but diverse cycle is very important in the black community because you know it's 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 a club that's owned by former British champion, national champion Morris Burton, just incredible guy, incredible history, but. If you're not embedded in that cycling culture, you'd not know about you know yeah. diverse cycles. So when I joined, if, if you know when I first got in cycling, if I'd known about the history of diverse cycles, like I, I may have probably tried to you know join them. Yeah, or to get like, involved. You know to get involved because it'd have been easier for me, like mm. I said, because of that whole perception for it, it'd have been easier for me to join a club like diverse cycles or something like Brixton because of Brixton's heritage yeah. and stuff like that. But I didn't know about them. And it took me, like, I've been raised for a long time, it took me a yeah. while to actually, you know, hear about them. And that's why, for marketing reasons, the name had to be easy for people to sort of be able to recognise and be put able up, to search put, out. Put on the map. Put um, on the map. Yeah. Um, and from all accounts, it seems to have worked because, you know, even though there, there were disputes within our membership because people were like, why? Well, you know, like, you know. Black is making exclusive. Yeah, black, you know, if you say black, people are going to think, like, I, I don't, some people literally were like, I don't want to walk around my local club in Essex with a jersey that says Black Cyclist Network on the back. Someone like, I just don't want to do that. And mm. and I was like, why not? Why would you have a problem with that? So, well, you know, the other day I, stuff, I raised it up, I raised it up with my friend Kevin, mm. you know, at the, you know, at the building site and Kevin was like, oh, the local pub and Kevin was like, well, why, that's a bit racist, calling yourself Black Cyclist. Like, how would you feel if, um, you know, I set up a cycling club and I called it the White Cyclist Network? Mm. I was like, well, 
and so that was the it, that was what he was dealing with, like you know, in, yeah. in terms of internally how yeah. he was trying to you know navigate the navigate the name. And I was like, well, look, at the end of the day, every cycling, most cycling clubs, you know, over ninety, you know, percent of cycling clubs are def- default, you know, white, you know, owned or you know, white run cycling club. Yeah. So that's the default, you know, nature of like the clubs in cycling clubs in you know in the UK. Ninety nine percent of them are white. Yeah. So if you go and you name your your cycling club a white cyclist network, <laughs> you're you're trying to send a message. <laughs> yeah. Also, you just kind of think, what's the point? What's the objective? Yeah. yeah what's the point? What's the point? Like, because we have there's a clear objective for why we know we have the name Black Cyclist Network, right? The objective is there isn't enough black minority ethnic mm-hmm. people in, in, in cycling, so we're trying to promote that. But if you go and go name yourself the White Cyclist Network, <laughs> are you trying to promote more white cyclists into cycling? Yeah, yeah. Or, or you know, I think you automatically <laughs> you're going to be if you if you saw someone at the White Cycling Network, you're going to jump to conclusions that aren't so pure, like as opposed to yeah. the Black Cycling Network. It's it's apparent to anyone who cycles in the UK that like it's there aren't there's not a yeah there's, there's not, not that many black guys riding no it's and a, yeah. if you have a network then it it's almost self-explanatory I don't really think yeah. it's uh yeah no but but the, the, we we literally like so uh, you know in the forum we left it we we were debating the name for a very long time some people are suggesting people of color cycling network yeah you know. I, and then there were people that were like, well, you know what, I feel like, you know, you know, that I've, it, like, I'm, I'm in my own merits that, you know what, that I, I, I'm really, I'm successful at work or, you know, I've, I do my own business or that, you know, da 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 And, you know, I do not feel like my, my skin colour, I don't want to be identified by my skin colour. Sure. Or I don't want to be definitely identified by my ethnicity. Yeah. You know, so can we not have a name that does not, you know, give out that sort of impression? You know? And mm. I was like, so we even had, so there, there were a lot of like, you know, conflicting debates and yeah. going on, like, you know. Um, and so, like, even for us, it was a bit of a struggle. But when you break it down into that sense, I was like, well, listen, if, you know, there's a women's only cycling club called Velocity Posse. They don't allow any men in their cycling Yeah. I don't have a problem with that. No. Because, and I can identify, I can see that there isn't, you know, women are a minority in cycling yeah. clubs. You see what I mean? So I, I see what they're trying to do. They're trying to encourage and they're trying to create a forum, a safe space for women who want to come into cycling clubs. Just very similar to what we're doing. If there's a Muslim, you know, um, mostly Muslim group, there's a Filipino cycling club. I, you see, and that was the thing. It's just like, if by default every cycling club is white, then why would you need to create a, you yeah. know, white only, I mean, sorry, a white cyclist network? It just, it would give the impression that you're trying to be isolationist yeah. and not inclusive. Yeah. And and that's the other thing, I, that's the other thing I also point out with our business, our model, Black Cyclist Network, is that we, we are a Black Cyclist Network in pretty much name only. Mm. We have we're quite we're quite di- well we're not as diverse at the moment, you know. But we are like we are open. Like we've got members that are white, you know, Asian, you know, Southeast Asian, you name it. We've got members from pe- people that literally identify with us for our inclusive inclusivity. 
mm. and not because you know of the name. The name doesn't put people off in that yeah. sense. So we've got members, but yeah, we could, and we welcome you know more white members if if you, but only if you share you know what we're trying to do. You see what I mean? If yeah. you understand and, and share the purpose of of what we're trying to do, then by all means, you're welcome to to be. You know, we don't put a signpost saying you know. Yeah, there we go. We want to be, you know, exclusive to you know only a, a, a members that look a certain way, because then that would just completely defeat the purpose. Yeah, and I would hate for that. Like, yeah, <laughs> just, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it certainly sounds like be very hypocritical and just you know completely defeat the purpose. To be honest, yeah, it certainly sounds like it's setting yeah. up as it's not been an easy journey it's been yeah. a, it can be a bit of a headache sometimes uh, just trying yeah, to get yeah. to the like fundamental of yeah inclusivity and boosting the the sport but it's certainly yeah, even amongst us you yeah. know in, in the majority you know um bami members in the group yeah they're, they're topics that that you know um created a lot of um discussions mm. <laughs> and disagreements and you know so yeah well i think but I think people understand the purpose now, you know, but I think it's just pre it's just before. Yeah. You know, people didn't quite understand where it was going. Mm. But, you know, now, you know, with the work that we're doing, people like that's the thing with, with the the messaging, right? So I always say if you're doing something good, the more people hear about it, the sure. more they 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 like it or the more they wanna hear more. Mm. But if you're doing something bad, the more people hear about it, the more they're gonna be like completely um, against it. Against it, and just as I, you know, I, I explained when when I first set it up, it's just like now the more people hearing about it, it's the more people are intrigued and sure. welcoming, you know, um, and yeah, they see it for what it is, and you know, they 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 jumping in and jumping on board, and it's a beautiful thing to see because you know, like I said, at the end of the day, we are trying to bring more people into cycling, and it can only be. You know, it's a good thing for more people on bikes. And, it's yeah. only a good thing. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Well, I think we've been going on for a while, so I might write this one up. But <laughs> I'd just like to say, yeah, thanks for being on the show. It's been really, really good, and I'd, yeah, it'd be good to get BCN, big up BCN, give a bit of publicity. It's very deserving, and Thank also you. just for all the. You know, if you are a person of color listening to this, you know, do get involved with BCN. And your local cycling clubs as well. But also, if you're just a, a white listener, think about how you've benefited from maybe some white privilege in your life and sport as well, in cycling. Um, maybe there are things that would have been a lot more difficult had you come from a different place or a different ethnicity. And if you do see someone of different ethnicity... Um, you know, just uh, just bear that in mind. They might, might things might not be so straightforward for them. So. Exactly, that's a great point. And also, like you know, the same thing for you know um, for women as well. So mm. you know, if you're you know um, a club captain or you know a group rad leader, and you get you know a member, you know um, a female member join the club, and it's pretty much an old old male sort of setup, um, just be conscious of their perception. Just as you would be if it was um, a person from a black minority ethnic background. It's just the perception is so yeah. important. It's, you know? it's yeah. tough to 
put often it's impossible to put yourself truly in their shoes but just yeah. being aware that their point of view is going to be different is, yeah. is a good start yeah alright cheers Manny cheers buddy <laughs> <laughs>